Welcome to the Young MB Analyst Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode from the Young NBA Analyst Podcast. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks this season have been amazing, being third in the East right now. And overall, I feel like this team is kind of underrated in a way, in the sense that they can do more damage in the playoffs than most people may think. So with that being said, let's analyze the entire team. The Bucks this season are one of the best 2A teams in the NBA, being 8th in defensive rating and 5th in offense rating. Their offense has been great this season, and their defense, even better. I mean, although they're technically lower, the Bucks obviously have an amazing defensive trio in Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton, as well as a bunch of other great defensive assets. Speaking of the roster, let's analyze the roster, starting off with their MVP in Giannis. Giannis this season is averaging 29 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, and 1 block, and has been the MVP for the past two seasons. And his MVP case this year is interesting because a lot of people, like myself, as well as many others, think that he should be a top MVP candidate, which makes sense because his averages are amazing. However, since he's won it the past two years, there's this thing called voter fatigue. And basically that just means like, that a player won't get in, won't get an award because they've already won it multiple times, and if and like voters feel like it should go to someone else. But Giannis still 100% deserves the MVP for the numbers he's been putting up. He's a fantastic two-way player. Still has clear, obvious flaws that get exposed in the playoffs, but he's slowly working to remove those flaws from his game, and over time they will go. Giannis is still 26, so he's just entering his prime. And Giannis will be a very dangerous player, as he already is. Moving on to Chris Middleton. Middleton this season has been putting up 20 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, and a steal a game. He's been the second option for the Bucks for a long time. Pretty underrated player, overall great scorer from all three levels. Extremely underrated defender and playmaker. And Middleton also plays extremely well off the ball, but can also score very well with the ball in his hands, as he's a great shot creator. Middleton always compliments Giannis pretty well in the playoffs and regular season. Middleton has been a pretty inconsistent playoff performer, although he's not bad in the playoffs. So, you know, I think I think he's still going to be a great asset for them. Middleton and Giannis just seem to work together, and they've worked together for a long time. They've always been one of the best in duos in the NBA, and that's not an exaggeration. So Middleton, obviously, great player for them, going to be key for them, as he usually is. Moving on to their new addition as of this season, Drew Holiday, who's putting up 17 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 steals a game. Drew Holiday is one of the most underrated players in the NBA, and he's been one of the most underrated players in the NBA for a while now, which I think should change. Drew Holiday is one of the best two-way players in the NBA, and I'm not exaggerating on that. Like He is one of the best, easily, Okay, on offense. He can shoot, he can score. He's actually a very underrated shot creator. He can create at all three levels. Pretty good mid-range score, great finisher. His shooting's not great, but it's getting better. It's actually been better this season versus past seasons. 
and his playmaking is still really good. He's a very smart player, very high IQ, and on defense is really where he shines because he's a top-tier perimeter defender. He's one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. He slides his feet very well. He has amazing lateral quickness, good hands, and a very good defensive IQ. You should hear what the other NBA players have to say about him because many other players have great praise of him and his defense. He is that good of a defender. And uh, he has a great defensive impact on the Bucks. as the Bucks' defensive rating gets better when he's on the floor by a decent margin. And Drew Holiday complements Middleton Giannis pretty well. The big three has worked very well. And like I said earlier, this big three is incredible defensively. I mean, look at it. You have Giannis, the defensive player of the year last season. Middleton, a very underrated defender. And now Drew Holiday, who is one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA and could probably just bring it to one of the best defenders in the NBA in general. Moving on to my guy Dante DiVincenzo, who's averaging 11 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, and 1 steal a game. Now, I stand by this. Dante DiVincenzo is the most underrated player in the NBA. He does not get nearly enough credit for everything he does for the Bucks, mostly because his impact doesn't really show up on the stat sheet. I mean, look at that. I mean, 11 points isn't overly, isn't overly impressive, but that's because he's not mainly a scorer. Even though he's a he's a very good shooter, and well, I mean, he he's been better this season. In past seasons, he's been like very inconsistent as a shooter, but he's been pretty good this season. And he's one of the best cutters in the NBA. Moves really well off ball. Gets a lot of shots for him, and he's pretty solid in the mid range area. And uh, Dante is one of the best rebounding guards in the NBA, very underrated rebounding guard, as he has a very strong tendency to go for the rebound, mostly defensive rebounds, which is a skill that's very missing in a lot of guards. Like, if you look at guys like Josh Hart or DeJounte Murray, they have a great rebounding tendency, and it helps their teams. The Spurs and Pelicans are both great rebounding teams because of their guards who have that great rebounding tendency. Which I think is, which I, like I said, is a very like missing, uh, missing skill in most guards. But Dante definitely has it, and it, he does have a big impact on his team. He's a decent playmaker, solid defender, both on and off ball. Like on ball, he's he's quick. He can stay in front of guards, and he's one of the smartest defenders in the NBA. And off ball, he's amazing. <laughs> like off, he's a great help defender. He's great in the passing lanes. And just in general, he's he's a great off-ball defender, great team defender. And, like, that's one of the things I really admire about uh, Dante is that he's such a great off-ball player, both on offense and on defense. He's one of the best off-ball players in the NBA, strictly for what he can do on both ends of the court off of the ball, which I think is a very underrated skill and very much contributes to him not being as recognized as he should be. The, the offensive rating and defense rating of the Bucks get better when Dante's on the court, which just adds more to his impact and value of the team. And overall, Dante deserves so much more respect and recognition from fans than he gets right now. Moving on to Brooke Lopez, who's averaging 11 points, 5 rebounds, and 1 block a game. Now, Lopez is getting, getting up there in age, and he's a veteran, so, you know, <laughs> we can expect lower numbers than what we would initially expect from Brooke Lopez, but he's having a solid season. He's not playing as well as well as he did last season, but he's still doing pretty well, playing his role, and he's doing pretty well in his role. I'm not even gonna lie. 
Now, one thing that I really admire about the Bucks roster is their depth. The Bucks arguably have the most underrated depth in the NBA. And a lot of people don't give them credit for it. A lot of the, like, you see a good amount of people who will say that the Bucks' depth is one of their weaknesses when it's really one of their strengths. I mean, you're talking about a team that has the newly acquired P.J. Tucker, who's going to be very valuable for them in the playoffs, might I add, because P.J. Tucker has been known as a great playoff performer. He's an incredible, versatile defender, a knockdown corner specialist who happens to have a great impact on his teams and is a great playoff performer in general. You see what he did with the Rockets uh, last season in the bubble? It was amazing. And then he also got guys like Pat Connaughton, Bobby Portis, Britton Forbes, Anthanasis, Antetokounmpo, Giannis's brother. And they they all provide value in different ways, and they're all pretty solid role players. And, of course, there are other guys as well, but those are the main guys I would highlight to add to their bench depth. Like, that's a, that's a pretty deep team. It, it's a pretty solid team. Now, it's nothing like... It's nothing amazing. Like, when you think of deep teams, it's really just guys who have... Is it, no, it's really just teams who have many guys who are reliable and valuable. So, I can understand why people wouldn't think that the Bucks have amazing depth. Just because a lot of the names I mentioned aren't household names. But, I mean, most of those guys are pretty underrated anyways. And the Bucks definitely have pretty decent depth. I'm not going to say, like, top-tier depth. But they definitely have good depth, and it will be a big key for them come playoff time. Speaking of the playoffs, let's analyze how well the Bucks will do in the playoffs. So, the Bucks obviously are in the same tier as the top teams in the East. We're talking about the Sixers, the Nets, and then the Bucks, Heat, Celtics. Actually, well, the Celtics have been really struggling, so forget that. But yeah, like those other teams are definitely near the top now. The Bucks have a great matchup against the Nets, a very polarizing team because the Nets have Kevin Durant, they have James Harden, they have Kyrie Irving, which is already insane, but then they also have Blake Griffin who finessed the entire NBA because everyone thought he was insanely washed, but now he's just coming to the Nets and is playing incredible basketball as a, as a, as a role player because obviously he has regressed a good amount from his Clippers days. But he's still playing his role, and when Blake Griffin is your fourth option, that's pretty good. And then they also got LaMarcus Aldridge. Plus, they still have underrated guys like Joe Harris, who's a knockdown shooter, and Bruce Brown, who's a pretty solid player. However, the Nets, as I've expressed multiple times, I do raise a big concern for their defense. Because while they're the top offensive team in the NBA, and they are an insanely good offensive team, a dangerously good offensive team, an unfairly good offensive team where they lack defense, okay? Because they are 25th in defensive rating. And I'm sorry, I don't care who you are. You need to have defense, okay? Like, to put it simply, you need to have defense as well to win, to win a championship. Every team in NBA history who has won a championship is good on both ends of the court. And that's just a plain and simple fact. Now, the Nets are such a polarizing team to the point where I feel like they could still win a championship given how talented they are. But I'm just saying, like, look out for their defensive issues and their defensive struggles. Because, yes, the Nets are extremely talented. However, I wouldn't be surprised if they got knocked off early and they got upset in, like, the conference finals or something. 
I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying the Bucks. I mean, sorry. I'm not saying the Nets wouldn't win or won't win the finals. But at the same time, I'm saying don't be surprised if they don't win the finals. Um, speaking of the Bucks, though, the Bucks have a good matchup on the Nets because we're gonna look at their three main guys: KD, Harden, and Kyrie. I mean, if you put Giannis on Kevin Durant, you put Dante DiVincenzo on Harden, and then you put Drew Holiday on Kyrie, or you could switch the two. You can put Dante on Kyrie and Holiday on Harden. It would work, and it would definitely work. Plus, you have other guys who can guard the other good players. And the Bucks, like I said, are a great defensive team and can definitely figure it out against the Nets. the the biggest The biggest concern for the biggest concern for the Bucks heading into the playoffs is their extremely and grossly overrated coach in Mike Budenholzer. Man, Mike Budenholzer. the The problem is like he's a good coach. Like overall, I mean, okay, well, not now, but like overall he's a decent coach okay he comes up with with good tactics and stuff like he won the coach of the year in 2019 so obviously he had to be a pretty good coach but the problem is is that he has a great system but he doesn't adjust that system which is a huge red flag because if it doesn't work then he doesn't adjust like that doesn't make sense how are you going to sit there and have a system have it not work and then not adjust and have it continue to not work that's not how you coach and unfortunately, that's what Mike Boonholzer is pretty much known for at this point. I feel like what happened is that in 2019, he developed a great system for Giannis and the rest of the Bucks, which worked extremely well, and teams really struggled to figure out how to stop it. And that is why he won the Coach of the Year. But since then, teams figured it out, and he just never adjusted. And that happens all the time. And if, and if you're, even if you're going to look at the 2019 playoffs when the Raptors put the wall against Giannis played that kind of defense and they and the Raptors played extremely well that series and they pretty much shut down Giannis that series and then the previous year or I'm sorry the next year in the bubble in 2020 the Heat also formed the wall and then they stopped Giannis and the rest of the Bucks and the Heat won in five that's the big problem here is that Mike Boonholzer doesn't adjust and he's not a good enough coach to be able to come with new systems on the spot which is a huge red flag. But at the same time, the Bucks are have been playing very well this season and the Bucks have many new assets and they figured out a pretty good system this season given that their biggest problem last season was they didn't have a primary ball handler slash playmaker slash shot creator. Well, I mean not a primary shot creator, but what they needed last season was a guy who could create his own shot and a guy who could be their primary playmaker. And Drew Holiday fit that role very well that's why they formed a great system this season so I mean it is a concern for them Mike Boonholzer but I'm sure the Bucks can still do pretty well and they also have a great matchup against the Sixers who have been number one in the east who have been doing incredible this season uh just just for some like just for some context on the Sixers the reason why I don't trust them as much is because they can look really, really good in the regular season. The problem is that they never really perform in the playoffs. Like, their best year was in 2019 when they had Jimmy Butler. And then, I mean, last season, the bubble, they were terrible against the Celtics. The Sixers just don't seem to perform too well in the playoffs, as Simmons is always a questionable player in the playoffs. And Bede is usually pretty inconsistent. And Tobias Harris has never been an amazing playoff performer. So it does raise some, raise some concern for the Sixers. This season, and Doc Rivers is also another coach who doesn't really adjust his system when it doesn't work. 
which, again, as I mentioned, is a big concern. But, I mean, Embiid's been playing at an MVP level. Simmons is still great. And those Sixers do have pretty solid depth. But the Bucks can still defend them pretty well. I feel like the Giannis versus Embiid matchup would be a very interesting one. And But, I mean, Giannis could do very well against him. And then, obviously, you can put whoever you want on Simmons. Probably Middleton, which would work. And then, I mean, I guess you have the other guys, like Tobias Harris, you can put... You can put Middleton on Tobias Harris and then Simmons. You can kind of just figure that out. Or you could put Drew Holiday maybe on Tobias. I'm not sure how that would work, though. Although, to be fair, Drew Holiday, although he's not very tall, he can still guard the one to the four, so it could work. And then, I mean, for the for Philly's other guys, I mean, you have other good defenders like Dante who can who can cover up there. So the, the Bucks have a fine matchup on the Sixers. And the Bucks ha- are consistently a much better playoff-performing team than the Sixers. And, uh, I mean, the really, really the only bad matchup for the, uh, for the Bucks is the Heat. Because, I mean, obviously they were able to form the wall against Giannis, which is going to be tough. Which, by the way, I want to bring that up for the Nets and Sixers. Because a lot of people will just say, like, oh yeah, just form the wall and then you'll stop the Bucks. Because, I mean, that's worked it before, right? They form the wall, it stops Giannis. The wall defense is a great defensive scheme, and it works usually against the Bucks. But here's the thing. You have to have the right personnel to form the wall. It's not easy to form the wall, okay? Like, when the, when the Raptors did it, right, they had their primary great defender in Kawhi, who was the main stopper on Giannis, plus many great team defenders like Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, and Marcus Gasol. And then in 2020, you had the Heat, who had Bam Adebayo, who's the primary stopper on Giannis, and then great team defenders like Jimmy Butler and Jay Crowder. So that's why it worked, because they had the right defensive personnel to be able to pull it off. But does every team have that right personnel and the right defensive tools? No. Okay, the Kings are 30th in defensive rating this season. Let me know when they form an effective wall on Giannis. I'll wait. They can't, okay? And very few teams can. And the Nets definitely can't because they're a terrible defensive team. And the Sixers, I don't think they can either because I don't know who would be the primary defender on Giannis. And it wouldn't be Embiid, by the way. And, uh, okay, well, it could be Simmons. It could be Simmons, but at the same time, like, do they have enough team defenders to be able to pull that off? I'm not sure if the Sixers can pull that off, but the Heat definitely can. And if I was the Bucks, I mean, they have improved a lot this season, but that's still going to be a tough matchup for them. But that one could go either way. Even though he had been doing very well with Jimmy Butler recently, and they've been very scary. And as I always say, do not doubt the Heat. Uh, it it could still it could still be a problem for the Bucks. Now to finish this off, let's talk about their floor and ceiling. And if you don't know what that means, it basically just means that their ceiling is their highest point of accomplishment. What what can they possibly accomplish? What is their full potential? And then the floor is kind of like, what's their lowest? What's their lowest potential? Right? So their floor, I could say, is maybe a second round exit. Because they, the Bucks will very likely make it past the first round. I think that's almost a given. But they could possibly still struggle against the Nets, given how much star power they have. And maybe if they run it into the heat, that could cause some issues. So they could be a second round exit. I doubt it, but that very well could happen. And their ceiling is a championship. Now, will the Bucks win the championship? I'm not sure, but they definitely have the potential to. I mean, they could very well make the finals and then face off whoever they end up facing off 
in the West, which I believe to be the Lakers. Uh, even though the Lakers have been struggling recently, they're without AD and LeBron. And when they come back, the Lakers will still be a very dangerous team. And they'll be a great team headed into the playoffs. But, I mean, the Lakers are struggling right now. It's Given the way they're playing right now, it's almost a question if they can stay in the playoffs. But, honestly, I wouldn't be too worried about that. I, I'm confident the Lakers will be in there and in the championship. I'm saying the Bucks could. I'm not saying they will, but they very well could. So, with that being said, that'll wrap up today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the podcast, and I'll see you next time.